Hello and welcome to Louisa TV. The theme for this week is a four-part past life series or past life memories that I'm detailing. And we're up to episode three. And in each episode, I detail a past life memory, a different person, a different time in space-time, a different history, a different period. The emotional signature of these lives is so real. And sometimes the lives have bled over into my life as Louisa, including the people in my past lives. They often come as fractal memories that I have to piece together and not always sequentially. But the signature of these past life memories is so real. It's a visual scene, like from a movie that I can go back to and relive over and over again. And the clarity is so real, much realer than my life as Louisa talking to you now. Each life has taught me many things and certainly that we are eternal and our life is eternal. And at the end, I'll offer simple tools and tips for you to potentially connect with your own past life memories. These past life <laughs> memory series have been a real stretch for me. If you told me a year ago I'd be doing this, I would think you're crazy. It's really exposed me to my vulnerability for people to judge me and think I'm weird or strange. But I've realized it's not about you believing me and I'm not asking you to believe me. What's important is that I believe myself. I know this to be true and I know I have lived these lives in some point in history, in space and time. The signature is, of them is just too real and my hope in sharing my story is that I may inspire you to embrace all of your you-ness, to embrace all of your weirdness. A while ago, I realized and I made a promise to myself that I would never not be myself anymore. I hid away for so long, hid my true self. And that's my hope for you too. I also made a promise a few years ago that I would no longer ever live a halved lived life. My wish for you is that you don't look back on your life and analyse your life one day and say, I wish I'd told that person that I loved them or I wish I'd taken that trip or I wish I had left that job. Or I wish I stopped for a moment and looked at the sunrise or the sunset or looked up at the sky. I wish I'd trusted myself more and I wished I'd spoken my truth. And I wish I didn't care what people think. Because the most important voice in the universe is your own voice. And also I wish I had allowed myself to be free. That is my hope for you. And of course, a passionate individual. I feel whatever is, comes up during the week for me is what's needed for the collective audience. I had absolutely planned for uh, part three to talk about my life as a slave or something else came up. And I thought I needed to share it. It happened over two mornings 
and I'll call it day one and day two, what I experienced. But first, I just want to say over the last potentially three months, at random times, and maybe it's only happened about five times, I've seen a flash of a woman's face. And I thought little of it. I mean, lots of things happened to me. I don't have the time to dive into everything. But I saw this woman's face just for a second. And she was an older woman. She had high cheekbones, fair skin. And I felt that in some way we were related biologically. Or I knew her or had spent time with her. I've just felt familiar with her. And... I thought little more of it until last week. So this is what happened to me on the first morning, and this is my past life memory. I'm standing in a dark hallway. My, I am a three-year-old girl, female child, and I hear loud noises speaking in French, and I walk softly towards an open sliding double doorway in dark timber panelling. And I seem to know the layout of the house, even though it's dark, there's no light coming in from any windows. I'm neither hot nor cold, so I'm assuming it's certainly not winter time. For some reason, I know I'm also probably not meant to be up at this hour and I'm quiet with my footsteps, but I'm intrigued because for some reason, this woman that I hear speaking loudly, although trying to whisper. I also felt her fear and I felt her worry and I had never sensed this from this woman before. So I stand on the right-hand side of this double doorway in a large house and there's a woman sitting at a small desk in a rectangular room. The desk is almost opposite the double doorway and she doesn't see me, her back. She's on a three-quarter angle and she's writing hurriedly a letter. She's wearing an elegant dress and her hair is tied in a bun. And I'm so intrigued by this scene. I can't stop staring her at her. And then I realise it's the woman, the flash of the face of the woman I'd been seeing for the past three months. I was so intrigued and I looked down at what I was wearing and... It was an off-white cotton or linen dress, and I realised it was a nightdress. It was thick cotton or thick linen, not like a normal bedsheet, much thicker than that. And I looked at my feet and I was wearing soft leather slippers. And I knew they were soft because when I moved my toes, I could see the, my toes wiggling through the soft leather. I knew I had to be quiet and I was so intrigued by what was happening to me and I peered into the room as much as I could without disturbing the woman but I realized that I don't need to. I am that three-year-old child and I'm able to read the visual images in her mind. It's like we're, when we're in our own house we don't think we don't need to look around to find where the bedroom is or the dining room we know it in our mind. And I'm sensing all of this in my mind and I can't believe I'm experiencing this. I have drawn a simple sketch of the ground floor plan of this house 
And I'll put it at the end of this video, but I have to apologize in advance for my drawing capabilities. It's just a quick sketch to give you an idea of where I was positioned in the house and what I saw. I tried to dive deeper into this scene, but there was no more for me to discover. And then I wrote down a few notes of things that came to me. And these are the other notes that I wrote. The woman I refer to as Madame is my biological grandmother. I'm not always good with names, but I think my grandmother's name was Mathilde Meal or Emily Leopold, and her surname started with the letter J, or it was the first name of her husband. Her sons die in the Civil War, and she has one daughter and one son that survive her. The year was 1863, for that I have no doubt about. I also see a road called News Road, and I'm not sure if the house was located on this road, but I do see that sign passing. And I know she remarried at some point, and her surname began, began with the letter B. I also wrote down the dates 1846 and 1852. I don't know what they mean. I haven't done that much research into it. And to be quite honest, I unfortunately didn't study American history, so I know very little about the Civil War. And that's all I experienced on the morning of the first day. On the second day, I went back into meditation and I was taken to a, another scene approximately 15 years later. And I'm sitting with Madame, my grandmother, and I remember feeling a little bit shocked. I did know, but I hid my feelings a little bit shocked that she had remarried a woman of her age. There was definitely a formality between us, and I think that was quite common in the time. She was a kind woman, but stern. And I look around for more details, but I can't find more. And I try and dive more into this life. And it's then that I'm taken back to the same scene when I'm leaving on the right-hand side of the double-panelled doorway in the year 1863, when I was a three-year-old girl watching Madame, my grandmother, write the letter. And I was so intrigued. Louisa, I was so intrigued wanting to know what she was writing. And it's almost if I was me, but I was also the three-year-old child. Certainly the child wasn't meant to be there and couldn't enter the room. And even if she could read the letter, she couldn't read. She was three years old. And somehow I explained that I'd like to read the letter and the three-year-old, me as a three-year-old child, closed her eyes. And I don't know how this happened, but her awareness, her consciousness lifted up and melded with that of her grandmother, almost like an energetic highway. And at that point, I felt I was remote viewing. And I was able to, through my grandmother's consciousness, understand the general contents of the letter that she was writing. I didn't read the written word, but I read her thoughts as she was writing it. I was actually amazed by this. And what a wonderful lesson to learn from a past life memory that 
remote viewing and how it's done. And I think once you are able to understand how to do something, you can always remember or remember the energetic signature of the frequency to return there and do that again. So as my consciousness merged with my grandmother, I decided to record the letter from her consciousness. And I can't write that fast, so I spoke it out in words and I recorded it and I wrote it down, the general contents or the general theme of the letter. And I thought I'd read it for you today. And this is word for word exactly what I said. We are on the precipice of a new world, a new becoming. The dates 1852, 1842, 1867. I don't know what they mean. I'm afraid that the allegiance with which I have honoured allowed myself to is failing. The troops are failing and there is great uncertainty and fear. I'm afraid for my family as a woman. I have little of the capability of men, of a man. The S battle. It was a battle or an event starting with the letter S. I couldn't get the words. It was a pivotal turning point in my exhilaration for the new becoming of this nation. My two sons, and I wrote down the names Egbert and Samuel, but I'm not the best with names, have lost their lives in this bloody war that I am now sick of. And I see children dying and I see famine and I see people starving and I see people begging in the streets. What is a war? How can men do this to each other? How can we fight for freedom when there is a fight with, with violence, with corruption, with greed, with a power play of countries and cities and men? Powerful men fighting for their own glory. So many deaths and so much destruction I see. I wonder what the future holds for our nation, what the future holds for a country that fights itself, that kills its own man, that rapes its own women, that de destroys the very core of existence, God's truth, God's way, God's words. I have met with General, I didn't get the name, I'm sorry, and he tells me of the battles and troubles ahead. He tells me of the lack of funds and that many men are disheartened and ready to give up. While we live in the South, we do not have the same conviction of many of our fellow men. I no longer speak French openly and I hide my heritage so that I do not stand out. What times we are in. I worry for my sons and my children and my husband. I have no word from him. As a woman in this world, I am vulnerable, vulnerable to the sways of men, vulnerable to the sways of their battle that is an ever enduring search for power and force and brutality. The other day I was walking along the street, I saw men fighting, fighting over a piece of food. What have we come to? It is not a safe place and I feel the fear of the men and the women and the slaves. I am but a woman in a world of men. I'm careful with my words in case this letter is read by eyes that it is not intended for. I say no more, I trust you read my heart and my allegiance with much affection, Mathilde, Egbert, Emily or Emile and her surname starts with the letter J. 
So why are all these lives happening now? Well, I truly believe that we're infinite beings and it's happening for our soul's growth and evolution. You know, life can often lift us up and sweep us down, but each lesson is a possibility for growth, a possibility to fill why we have come here into our human form, why we have chosen to come here. And you might say, well, I don't want to be here. Well, you, I, it is my belief that we chose these experiences. The commonality of life is that it grows and our souls must grow, our consciousness must grow. And they've also taught me that there's such an intricate web of connection. We're actually all connected. And maybe one day we unify all as one, one consciousness, one healed consciousness. So during meditation is where I do receive my past life memories. The signature's so real, I said before, it's like a, a scene from a movie or a photograph that I can go back to over and over again and I can look at every detail. Honestly, I have the worst memory in, ever in my life as a Louisa. I mean, I find it hard to remember what I had for lunch yesterday and what the scene looked like and where the light was coming from and did I tidy up the kitchen and what was in the fridge. But these past life memories are a freeze frame that I can always go back to. So everyone has the capability to experience past life memories. For me, it's always happened in meditation. Number one, believe and ask. Believe you are able to achieve this and ask for it. The universe can't deliver what you want unless you ask for it. Number two, write down your dreams. I haven't done this, but I'm planning to. And it's a great way to understand more of your subconscious mind that often offers you symbol and visual images about the nature of your reality. Number three, meditation. Wonderful way to explore deeper states of consciousness. Number four, patience and passion. This is a hard one for me, the, the, the patience part, but not everything happens instantly. And it's, if there is no time and space, I would say be patient, don't get frustrated. And passion. Passion is the gateway to your creativity. Passion is the breadcrumbs on the path. And if you're passionate about anything, whatever it might be, and we're all so unique and individual that our passions are different, I guarantee you if you're passionate about something, you certainly will succeed in it. What have I learned from these past life experiences? I've learned that our lifetimes are short in the pin prick of each life. It's the moments that matter, not things. We don't take things with us. It's the emotions that help us grow and evolve the most. We live in a magnetic universe. I've also learned that relationships are so important, but particularly the relationship we have with ourselves and the relationships we have with others are a wonderful mirror to reflect on us what we need to clear, heal or release. Without question, love is what is, it is all about. I'm so excited to share with you my new offering, 
intuitive reading. And basically what this means is I've discovered my ability to access portals or worlds from the multidimensional realm. And I really love doing it and it offers so much joy to so many people. And always the loving vibration is of the highest order. I don't always know what's going to come through for you. But it's very exciting. So I'll leave some details in the show notes. You can make a booking or find out more or just head over onto the Passion Harvest shop page for more details. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Leave a question or a comment below and I will answer it. And I'll see you next week for the final episode of our Past Life Memory Series. Much love to you. Bye for now.